Welcome to the Fully Equipped Podcast, where we read through the Bible together and help to answer any questions you might have. Welcome back to the Fully Equipped Podcast. This is Zach. And I'm Travis. And uh, we're back talking about Jacob. That's right. We, uh, we kind of left off last time and Jacob had fled with the excuse of going to find a wife and he did and he was there uh worked seven years and, and then another seven got tricked and worked another seven and so and he stayed and worked another six for his father-in-law mm-hmm. so now we're 20 years later uh when we find ourselves in chapter 32 and he is on his way back home yep and he is afraid because he's been gone 20 years. Um, he's never gotten, apparently he's never gotten word from mom that it's okay to come back. He got word from God to head back, but he's still not completely sure. And the last thing that he heard from his manly man brother was that he was going to, his brother wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so knowing Esau, he's a man of the wilderness. Uh I'd be pretty scared too, I think. God bless you. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. He's on his way back, and he's making preparations and sending things ahead. I'm going to send gifts ahead to make sure that, because he was really concerned when he sent messages ahead. The messengers came back and said, we went to go tell your brother, and your brother's on his way here with 400 men. So he and he's good. like, well, that's not a good, that's not a good sign. Right. It's not just brother, it's brother and an army. And so he sends a messenger with each gift, and he sends each gift in an interval. I think kind of trying to butter his brother up a little bit and catch him off guard. Now what's interesting is, if you remember when we talked, uh, I think it was uh, last episode, it may have been the one before, but I think you know, it was last episode because we were talking about when um, how upset Esau was. And that he was going to, uh, once his father died, he was going to kill him. Right. But you know, do you know when we hear about his father's death? After. After all of this. Right. It's, it's, at the, uh, it's at the end of chapter 35. And so, and what's really funny is Isaac said, ah, I'm not going to make it much longer. Yeah. I better do this thing. Now, 20 years later, um, we read about him still isn't kick the bucket yet Mm -hmm. now i don't know i haven't done a study so i don't know if that's just mentioning his death and it's out of order order, because that that happens quite a bit especially this far back yeah the bible's not written chronologically so sometimes um sometimes things will be put in a place where it didn't happen in that exact order or that gives you an overview of things and then and then backs up and zooms in on a specific part of it. And so, I don't know. I haven't done a study, so I can't say that for sure. I just know as I'm reading, I come across his death, and both of them are there, uh, which tells me that if both of them were there... It was either right before Jacob had, left, or it's after well, Jacob got We back. know that Dad was still there when he fled, when he left. From the reading, and so it had to be when he came back. So, so he comes back, and he is—he's—he's—he's he's afraid. He's worried. He's not sure what's going to happen. 
At some point, he has sent every gift ahead of him, and he's, he's alone. Well, right before that, though, I, th- I think one, one, one thing that we need to mention is he prays. We see a big difference between the Jacob that we knew, that we knew a few days ago, but in the Bible and chronologically, we see a big difference from the Jacob of 20 years ago versus the Jacob of, of this moment. Right. Uh, the Jacob of 20 years ago says, well, God, if you do these things for me, then then I'll make you my God. Then I will follow you. Now he's. I think one thing that we see is that Jacob up to this point, God is the God of Isaac and the God of Abraham. It's mm-hmm. not it's it's he's not Jacob's God yet. He's not it's not a there's no personal relationship there. God has visited him. He has prayed he has talked to god he's done things for god but it hasn't impacted him yet and i think up to this point i think this is about the time that god really started that it really starts to become to jacob that god is god well and we look at his prayers too and his prayers are prayers reminding god of what uh, of what he promised and you know I like that because I believe that's what our prayer should be today. Not that God needs reminding. We it's, need reminding. It's not that God forgot or God, you know, needs to be reminded, hey, God, you promised this. Don't forget. So, you know, you don't accidentally let me down. It's that, it's that we remember. But too often, I think our prayers delve into what we want or what we think should happen or how we think things should go. And it's not, you know, we don't pray God's will on things. We pray our own will. Um, and our wants and those types of things. And, and so I think the way that he prays here is, is really, it really follows a pattern of how, how we should pray because as we remind, as, as we pray about God's word, it reminds us of the promises that were made. And then that brings us to um, a wrestling match. It says in verse 24, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. You notice it says they didn't wrestle. It says a man wrestled with him. That's right. It didn't say they wrestled. It says a man wrestled with him. Now, I don't know about your version. I've got the New King James here. And man, whenever it refers to the, the man that was wrestling with him or calls him he, it's capitalized. Is it that way in, in yours? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Some versions will do that because this is another instance where we, where we, as we read, we find out that this isn't just any ordinary man. This is a manifestation of God. That's right. It's, it's a, it's a, and when we find that in the Old Testament, it's a Christophany. It's, a, it's an appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. And that's why in... in King James and New King James and some other versions where you have that, it'll capitalize. So when it says the angel of the Lord, it capitalizes A because the angel of the Lord in that instance, the messenger of the Lord in that instance is Jesus. The, the man that he's wrestling with here in this instance is, is Jesus. I think what's inter- another interesting thing here is that it's when, when he touches his hip and he has... The least amount of his ability, Jacob. Uh huh. That's whenever he holds on tighter to God. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that's it's something that they they can be a very like preachy moment, right? Yeah. Where it's this it's just this neat little thing to see where you know that that's a great line for a sermon. Uh-huh. You know, whenever whenever you don't have any ability left, just hold on to God with all your might. Like that's I can see how that'd be a great you know preacher message. Uh-huh. But sometimes those are the things that we need. Oh yeah. I, you know, a lot of times I am a younger guy, and so I can scoff at cheese real easy. Uh, but sometimes cheese is what we need. You yep. know, sometimes when we're going through some tough stuff, we gotta we gotta the the cheesy stuff is what kind of can connect us back to where we were. Yeah. Yeah, and th- and this is one of those instances where sometimes we feel like we can wrestle with God and win. Sometimes we think that's, but we see it's it's not an even match. And really, what he's brought down to is is I think Jacob finds himself in a spot where um, he's got nowhere else to turn. Yeah. They've crossed the river. He's backed up. If his brother attacks, they're done. He's done everything he can as a man and, and thinking as, as, a, as a man does by dividing his people up so at least he'll only lose half his family instead of the whole thing. He's made all of these, but he's to the point where, okay, God, here's what you said. I need you to come through on this now. We have this instance where, where God shows up and he knows, he knows it's God. And he's to the point where he, he can't do anything else but, it's like you said, he can't do anything else but hold up. It's not even a wrestling match anymore. He just grabbed a hold of him, and he's just not going to let go. Because yeah. uh, that's, that's what it says. It says, then the man said, let go, uh, or let me go for his daybreak. Mm-hmm. And he essentially says, no, I'm just going to hold on until you bless me, because I can't get out of this situation without your blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really, really good... Lesson. That's a really good preachy message right there. Um, and then we find that this is the this is the point where God changes His name, yeah. and He changes it from Jacob to Israel. And if you haven't been familiar with the Bible or, or kept up, everybody's heard of Israel, mm-hmm. and this is where it starts. We go from here, and we see that uh, Jacob and Esau meet. And all of his fears were unfounded. Apparently, Esau has had time, had 20 years to process the situation. And from what I can tell, he let it go. He was for like, him, it's like it never happened. Yeah, for him, he was like, you know. But how many times do we worry about things? We, we find ourselves worrying about things when we wake up the next day and find out it wasn't a worry at all. Um. We should have just put our trust in God, let him handle it. And how much, how much restless nights do we have where we spend all night wrestling with, what's, with the situation and wrestling with what's going on and what could happen and going over all the outcomes in our head and all of this only for the moment to arrive and find out we've wasted so much time worrying about nothing when we could have spent that time just praising and it's stuff that we can't change. Mm-hmm. It's never, it, if it was something that we had control over, mm-hmm. we take care of it. The times when, you, when, when, that, when that fear grips you, it's when you realize that it's completely out of your hands. Yeah. But those are the moments that we worry and we try to think, how can I get out of this? When the trouble does come, yeah. when we, if we realize that 
if we could just lean on the peace of God mm-hmm. and be there, then when the trouble comes, we're at, le- we're at least rested yeah. and able to look at it with a clear head. Well, and it comes back to one of the things that I always remind myself is I, if I'm not careful, I can tend to be a procrastinator. And it's really easy to put stuff off that you don't want to do. And I found out that we have to really push through a lot of things. Um, and sometimes the outcome is stuff that we worried about, and it comes out not the way that we want. But avoiding the situation never, ever makes it better. Makes it better. Um, sometimes you can get away with it not having affected it. But it, it, it never makes it better to, to just right. try and cover it up and not look at it. And so, and I think as followers of Christ, the lesson we learn here is even when it doesn't work out good or what we perceive as good in that moment, God is still with us. You know, in this, this is one of those instances where, you know, it's like the build up in the movie and... You're coming to the point, and, and, and we're toward the end of the movie, and the brothers reunite, and everything's good. Now, you can see, as I read this, at least what I saw was Esau seemed to be okay with everything. Jacob, still, still yes, he was like, well, let me leave some guys. No, no, we're going to go slow. I'll stay back with my people because we don't want to. Okay, well, let me leave some guys to help you. No, no, you take your guys. We got it under. He is still very, very unsure about. Yeah, he's, he's testing the waters for sure. And, you know, I wonder if some of that, and this is, you can't back this up. This is yeah. just one of those things where you just kind of look at the bigger picture. And I wonder if some of what he wasn't worried about, I wonder if some of what he was worried about wasn't necessarily his brother. But maybe it was his sons. Because we see in the next chapter, um, they're, they're a bit ruthless. Yeah. Um, Hotheads for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, their, their sister was, was essentially, uh, my version says, violated. Um, so some people look at it as she was she was raped i don't know because i know in this culture virginity is a big thing and so she could have wanted to but just the fact that um this happens it's a dishonorable thing and bring shame they have a whole thing where they go through and the 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 people agree to be circumcised and while they're healing up but at their weakest moment these boys go in there with swords and and kill everybody uh take everything and so so kind of going back i wonder if jacob didn't know how his sons could be and was like well brothers if my brother's guys stay here and there becomes an argument or a battle and something happens that may reopen things maybe it's just better to stay and i wonder how much of it is i just got done with a guy who I schemed with against for 20 years and I've schemed my brother all these years ago. And so I wonder if he's going to try anything. I'd rather delay that as long as I can. You know, I I realize he's not going to kill me, but maybe there's something in it that he is going to try and do to me. And so there's, there's, yeah, there's a number of reasons why he may have stayed back. But I mean, the important thing is that he does stay back. Yeah. And that he doesn't go ahead with his brother. Um, 
And so you're right. Uh, we, you know, we see this this next part though, where where you know these the sons get revenge for this. That is it is brutal. Yeah, I mean it is. It goes against. Now we we don't have the Ten Commandments yet. We don't have the law. We don't have all of these other things that have been put in place. But there's still right and wrong. And this comes down to the point to me, this, this is beyond just, I mean, this is out and out revenge. There are still things that are culturally acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I can almost guarantee this isn't. And, and what's really, I mean, what we really see here is, and it kind of goes back to what we've, what we've hit on a number of times, is, so we've talked about Jacob changed his name to Israel. Well, we're going to read throughout, as we continue to read throughout the Old Testament, we're going to read about the nation of Israel. Um, and, and this is where it comes from. Abraham, Isaac, then Jacob, whose name is changed to Israel. Then he's got the 12 sons, which become the, the 12 tribes of Israel. So all of Israel, the whole kingdom of Israel is going to come out of these 12 tribes. And these are the the first leaders of the tribes the ones that these tribes come from and this is the kind of thing that they're doing and so that kind of goes back to show what we've talked about 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 human imperfection and god's perfection Um, too often we feel like we've got to be perfect when there's no way that we possibly can Um, but we watch god change people and it's and this may be a little off topic but I feel like um, we read this and things seem to, to happen quickly. It seems like God, you know, it seems like they were just changed and we see kind of how Abram was and then he's known as this great man of faith called Abraham. We see Jacob and how Jacob was and now he's going to be known as this great man of faith named Israel. Um, and all the great things that they did. And then we know people who have been serving Christ for a long time, even today in, in our churches. And we look at them and go, man, they just, they have it together. But one thing that we can tend to miss is it takes a long time sometimes. Yeah. It takes a long time for us to get where, where, for the things that God has for us, it can take a long time for us, for him to prepare us. To be there. I mean, we see with Jacob, he was gone for 20 years and he's still struggling. Um, we see these tribes and we're going to see what these, uh, what, what his sons are going to do. I mean, we see how they treated other people in the next, next, uh, next week. We're going to be talking about how they're going to treat their own family, their own brother out of jealousy. What's surprising to me is that when when I was reading through this this week, this was the first time that I realized that these are the same people. Yeah. Who, who you know, the two brothers who commit this act are, are part of the same group who look at Joseph and say, hmm. I know he's family, but man, we hate him. Yeah. You know, but it, yeah. who does he think he is? Him, we're we're right? going to get rid of. Yeah. And yeah. And you see it here. And, and, the, and two of the main ones, I mean, we see. Um, Simeon and Levi. Yeah, two of the two of the oldest, um, and yeah, as we look through it, and it's really interesting next week because Joseph is one of my favorite all-time favorite Bible characters. 
Um, he is just, uh, he's just an amazing, he was an amazing person. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, I think we've talked about this before and you'll hear it again next week. But one of the things that have always amazed me, but it kind of goes back to my point of what I was saying a moment ago. One of the things that has always amazed me is I look at Joseph and how righteous he was and how well he carried himself and all of this. But, you know, it was one of the brothers that threw him in the pit that the line of Jesus comes through. Mm -hmm. uh, not through somebody like Joseph, who was the Joseph was a type and a shadow of Jesus um, to come. But the, the line that the priests in the Old Testament comes from is one of the two brothers yes. who was a part of this slaughter. Yeah, yeah. The Levites are going to, the Levites, the priests of Israel, the priests of God, this is, they were a part of this. And so, and I think it's just, it's important for us to realize that when we struggle with things, that we need to look to God, put our faith and trust in Him, but then realize it takes a long time. It's not in an instant. I've talked to people who have had miraculous transformations. I was not one of those. I struggled through, and I still struggle with things, and I still battled to overcome certain things. And, and I think a big part of this, you know, I think a big reason why God does that is it grows us and matures us. It makes us it, it makes us stronger in the end, um, but it makes it tough while you're walking it out. Yeah, well, any I mean, anything worth receiving is worth working for. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times, uh, you know, speaking about Joseph and what he had to endure, and you know, Jesus coming from the line of one of the brothers who threw him in the pit and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of times we look at these biblical characters and we and you know, we say, man, they were real people. Look at the faith that they had. But we're looking at the end of the story. Yeah. You know, we look at Joseph and we go, oh, man, look how how long he endured. He was able to do that. But I'm sure there were times when he's in the prison waiting after he's told the guy, when you get out, please tell Pharaoh about me. And he hasn't for years. Yeah. That he's going, oh, man, I don't know if this is ever going to work out. Yeah. And we forget that these people struggled in their faith. Yeah. Well, you look at Jacob, I mean, where we are this week and looking at Jacob and I mean, he has, he's had 20 years. He's, he's come out well. Oh, yeah. He's ended up with wives and children and servants and livestock and wealth. And so he, he's done, God's really blessed him and taken care of him. But then we still see in the moment that he's coming back to see his brother, we, st we still see this moment of, of doubt and we see him wrestling to the point where, I, and that's where when he's wrestling with God, I believe that's why that happens right there. Yeah. Is it's not for God. No. It's, it's to show us and it's to grow his faith. Um, it's, it's to actually build him up. We see, we see them leave and, and return to Bethel and build an altar there. And then Rachel, uh, we see the death of Rachel. Uh, she died giving birth to her youngest son, Benjamin. Uh, what, what's interesting in when they're in Bethel, just real quick as mm -hmm. a as a backtrack, is that Jacob is the one who tells everybody to get rid of all the false idols. Mm -hmm. 
It's not a command from God that to go to Bethel and build an altar and get rid of all that. Jacob has that decision. You know, that's one of those things that we're talking about how Jacob has grown and how he's closer to God at this point. It's really interesting to see that that's just another place where he's grown. Yeah. You know, that he understands that even without, you know, having the Ten Commandments, he understands that God is worthy of the reverence of being the only God like that we're going to serve. That we're not going to... We're not going to disgrace God by having false idols. I was going back to, I was trying to look and see because we've heard of Bethel before. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, isn't that where... um, Well, it says here, it's where God appeared to Jacob when he was fleeing from Esau. mm -hmm. So he's returned full circle. He left. This is the place where God gave him the... The first promise. The first promise. And now he's come back to that going to build an altar and and remember that uh remember that promise then we see um we see the deaths of rachel and isaac mm-hmm. and uh and then we go into the genealogy of well we also had the birth of benjamin yes who rachel didn't want to name benjamin um, but Isaac did, so. Yeah, and there was a reason for that. Um, she wanted to call his name Ben-Oni. Yeah, son of my trouble. Mm-hmm. But Benjamin means son of my right hand. Yes, and I think that kind of goes back to, if you're going to name your kid, son of my trouble is a tough name to grow up with. Yeah. Um, son of my right hand is so much better. It'd be, be it'd be growing up with a name like Little Brat. That yeah. was your actual name. Yeah. So, uh, but he's going to be an important character as we read next week. We're gonna we're gonna hear his name again. We're gonna hear all of these uh, sons. It goes in and lists Jacob's twelve sons here and and in their order. And so we're gonna hear about them again and what they're gonna do. It's gonna be really interesting. Uh, and I think that's probably a good place to to kind of end it there, unless you have something else. No, no, um, not, not from this week's reading. Next week's going to be next week's going to be great. We're going to get into uh, we're getting into Matthew next week. Oh, we are going to Matthew yeah, next week. We're, we're we're shifting gears a little bit before we get into oh, for, Joseph's story. I forgot. I thought we were going to Joseph. No, I just I just remembered. I'm looking at the bookmark right here. All right. Well, there you go. Next week we start Matthew. We're gonna have to wait to, to get, get a hold of Joseph's the... story. I'm, I'm almost a little disappointed that we did it that way. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to talk about Joseph and, uh, but that's okay because the Gospel of Matthew is is fantastic. Also, so y'all, uh, we keep reading. Stay encouraged. Uh, keep in the word it takes discipline it takes effort and we encourage you don't give up stay in it and we're right there along with you that's right y'all have a blessed day thank you for listening to the fully equipped podcast you can find us on itunes or spotify as well as www.fullyequipped.church if you have any questions please email us at podcast at fullyequipped.church Have a blessed day.